Hey everyone, I'm Caitlin Vela. And I'm Amanda Garak. Wait, who are you? Katie, it's me. We're the Wolfpack Girls and this is Team Wolf. I don't remember anyone by that name. Are you sure you know what you're talking about? Oh my god, you're really getting into this week's episode of Teen Wolf, aren't you? Oh come on, my timing on that was perfect. But you know who I'd never forget? Our good friend and the man behind Teen Wolf's social media, Chris Hill. So true. Let's chat with Chris before we get into this week's episode. What's up, guys? Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. So, Chris, thank you for being on this week's episode of Team Wolf. Everybody probably knows you as the guy behind Teen Wolf's social media accounts, but for everybody listening, tell them a little more about yourself so we know you as more than just the man behind the Twitter account. Well, you know, I work at MTV. I've been at MTV for like three years at this point, um, and I've been doing social media uh, maybe for a year and a half. Um, I do, I coordinate for the shows. I do social coordination for the shows for Are You The One, Teen Mom, Teen Wolf, and a few other new shows coming. Um, So a lot of other shows that I'm working on as well. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) So what's it like to run the social accounts for a show like Teen Wolf? How do you keep up with all the comments that I'm sure come in super duper fast? Well, you know, Teen Wolf is like obviously one of the craziest shows to work on as far as social media because we have such a huge following that, you know, all the fans are hyper like engaged and everyone is in love with the show. So it's super fun to be able to be a part of that fandom and like interact with those people and obviously I can't respond to every tweet so I'm sorry about that guys (laughs) and I know you guys like blow up the mentions all the time talking about please tweet me please my this is the last season I have to hear from you so I'm trying to do my best and respond to you guys um but yeah it's impossible but I definitely want to let you guys know that I see your tweets I feel like we know their pain we yeah. were we used to tweet the Teen Wolf account all the time, just hoping they'd notice us. And now we we know you. We know the person running the Teen Wolf. I account. had a whole Facebook album dedicated to every time Teen Wolf and MTV tweeted me. Oh my me. god! It's now on private, thankfully. <laughs> um, but it was like every time I got an email that was like MTV just tweeted you. Every time I got a DM and it was like from Teen Wolf, and I freaked out. And now that's us. I mean, like honestly, I know that makes fans dreams come true just to get a response from Teen Wolf and this is my first season working on Teen Wolf the final season which is like a lot of pressure Um, you know you guys knew Christy you guys knew Rachel and it's great that you guys can know the people who are running the accounts and um, you know who you're talking to so I'm glad that you guys are here because of social media Teen Wolf and hopefully maybe other fans come out from the shadows and able to do things like you oh thanks chris and of course i i know you feel the pressure to make everything perfect but you're doing a wonderful job cosign oh, thank you it's it's really i really want to make sure that this season is obviously amazing on social i'm putting out great content and i think this is going to be the best season like thus far so. i hope so i mean it's the last season it's got to be the best season right You want to end on a strong note. This is true. And speaking of strong notes, this episode of Teen Wolf. Oh, my God. So much to unpack. There's a lot (sighs) that went down. So much. 
Um, I guess let's kick it off with one of the first things we're starting to talk about, which was Corey. And last season, we learned a little bit about Corey. We saw how he became that chameleon type of chimera. And his real power, I guess, is his chameleon vision. Um, So we see this in this episode that Corey can see the ghost riders without the ghost rider seeing him, which I think is really interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like a vital part of him. And this, I guess this whole season it's going to be because if a ghost rider sees you, you get taken away. So he has the power because he can see them and they can't see him. So he can actually help with the pack if they need him, which they do. Yeah. And I think Corey now, you know, he he was never a big deal. Mm-hmm. And because, again, like I think Liam or Mason says it in this episode, he can just blend in. You know, that's all he's good for. But that's something so great for this because now he can see the Ghost Riders. He can see who they're taking and he can see that like they are taking people because again when the ghost riders take you you don't even you're not remembering that person anymore so yeah. now mm. which we saw in this episode they Corey sees the ghost riders holding that kid up in midair in the library and then later on they find the library card and Mason goes into some whole thing about physics and eventually you you come to realize that when you remember that person, they come back to you and everybody's going to start remembering them. Right. I mean, but what was really, you know, heartbreaking about it was that after they saw the the guy get snatched the next day or right after they couldn't even remember who it was. So it's like, is that even helpful for them? Like, yeah, they, like if he didn't leave that library card behind, would they even know? I don't know. I don't even. What was his name? It was I, a kid in the class. That, it was a kid in Liam's like, extra class. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was making extra credit up in the um in the science class. Yes. And he like spoke out and he was like, "Why are you even in here?" Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I just don't remember his name, and I want to say Alex, but that was the first kid that. No, got it taken. wasn't Alex. See, it's, we can't yeah. even remember him. I don't think they Shoot. even said his name. No, he had a name. You know, everyone's gonna tweet us and be like, <laughs> "Dudes." It was His Brian. name was Jack. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can't get anything wrong. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I feel like this is a great opportunity for him to show off what he can do. You know, what was also sad is that when he was having a conversation with um, Mason and Liam and, and Mason said, all you're good for is disappearing, that really... That's so heartbreaking, too, because it's like... I would have expected Liam to say that, but mm-hmm. it was coming from Mason, and Mason and Corey are, you know, they're a thing. And now, like, imagine Ugh, the oh. gut wrenching look on Corey's face. It when was he so said that. sad. And then Mason was like, oh. But I don't think he yeah. meant it that way. I think he just meant it like, you know, he can disappear. He couldn't attack. Yeah. It's not like yeah. he could actually fight. I don't think he meant it like, oh, he's good for nothing. But I think this is actually like a good thing for Corey because with. Last season, he was kind of in Liam's, not Liam, he was kind of in Theo's pack, but he didn't really fit in with them, and then he kind of branched off from them. Then who the hell knows where Theo is now, and now it's kind of his chance to prove himself to Scott's pack. Yeah, and with Corey, he you know he wants to be in that pack, so now he has to work out his issues with Liam. Which, which boy, do they have issues. They have a lot of issues, and I mean, 
not going to lie, I'd love to be Mason. He's got two people, like, fighting for his attention. (laughs) (laughs) He's got one kid being like, you know, you can't talk to Corey. He's not good. And Corey's like, well, you can't talk to Liam. He's mean to me. And now the two of them have to come together if they ever want to keep Mason in their lives. And I, I, I like that. I like that we're seeing that side that's seeing them come together mm-hmm. especially right now at a time where like they need Corey but they you know Corey needs Liam Corey needs Mason so you've got to work together in order to stay alive right now in Beacon Hills this is so true yeah I mean he ultimately could be the person to solve you know the mystery of you know where did Styles go at the end of the day like he, that could be his job yeah and we- yeah I think also with Styles being gone in general, things are completely changing and everybody's kind of reverting back to who mm-hmm. they were before Styles. And we see that this episode with Malia, she's, you know, hooking up with that random guy, which we all know Malia would never have left Styles. And she always made a point to say, you know, I'd never leave you behind. Mm-hmm. And here she is with another guy. She was chaining herself up during the full moon. Um, because Styles was like her anchor. Exactly. Styles wasn't there to chain her up and help her, you know, get through it. And she's sitting in class and, you know, her claws are coming out and she's growling. Yeah. And like Lydia has to divert attention away from her to make sure that no one notices because, hey, guys, there's no beacon. Uh, no supernatural <laughs> characters in Beacon Hills. Yeah. There's definitely no where coyotes. Yeah. It's fine. And she makes that den. And, you know, she says to Lydia, like, I don't know who... You know, who was down here with me during the full moon? Because I certainly wasn't chaining myself up and I certainly wasn't, you know, creating a den for myself. So without Styles, Malia doesn't even know who she became anymore, which is crazy. Yeah, because her entire life as a human girl since she got turned into a were coyote mm-hmm. has been knowing Styles. And so Styles has been there every step of the way to kind of bring her back to human form as opposed to this animal-like creature. And now that he never existed, she never knew how to be a human again, really. There's no way that, like, I mean, what's hilarious, though, is when he looks over and he sees the chains in the bed next to him. And he's like, well, what is this girl up to? Like, what is her deal? And so I felt (laughs) like that was... That was a really, like, strange moment. Like, you know, she is being the the big spoon in the situation. Yes, of <laughs> course. So, I mean, I kind of like seeing Malia like this. but You miss her old ways. We, yeah, I kind of miss it. But it's I, kinda, Yeah, it is kind of nice to see her, like... I feel like she's back to her, like, sassy yeah. roots. She yeah. totally is. <laughs> back when she used to tell Sharp Stalinsky her favorite food was beer. <laughs> so, I wonder if it's Speaking of Sheriff Stolinski, we got to talk about something that okay. really, 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 like threw me over the edge this episode. And we all know that Styles' mom died right. when he was younger. Yes. And we always see Claudia Stolinski in flashbacks. We hear little tidbits about her. And usually the flashbacks aren't that good. It's like she's always talking about how like Styles ruined her life. And it's, it's always really, really sad. Mm-hmm. And now Styles was never a thing. 
and now Claudia Stolinski just randomly pops up and there who, she is. Who is that? Like, <laughs> how is that she? How is it that she's just back and everyone is just acting like this is normal? Right? Like, I. That's the craziest thing about the Ghost Riders is that they completely erased styles and brought somebody back from the dead. Like, I don't... And no one knows that's, like, weird or anything. They just think it's normal life. Yeah, she's been dead for years. <laughs> yeah, years. And now she's, she's bringing... Him Sharon, Sharon. <laughs> she's bringing him quinoa, which, which is, she can't even pronounce. <laughs> which is also funny because it's, like, the role that Styles had in his life because you see in previous seasons when he was like, you can't eat curly fries, you can't have soda, like, yeah. you're supposed to be eating these salads. And that's exactly what she was doing to him, although she did... She did bring him the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I also don't understand. Yeah, it's just weird that she just popped up. She sits in his lap, gives him a kiss, and, like, he's not even considering it at all. And what if, is she, you know, evil? Like, I mean, is she just randomly popping up? I didn't up even as a, think of that. You know she what's so evil? funny? Like, I kind of, I wouldn't be so surprised if she was. Like, if she had a little malicious behavior on her hands just something guys I'm, no, I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> you're. I'm just saying something about it isn't right she's not supposed to be there she's not supposed I, to be there I know she's not supposed to be there so she's you, supposed to be dead she's probably not going to want to leave if eventually you she, think she's like a ghost I mean could they be I replacing I don't know how this works yeah I mean because they're taking things away they're bringing I mean, people back. So the people they're bringing back, I mean. Well, this is kind of like, uh, I'm, I am really bad with names of things, but what's that like play where it's like you have to go, the, they take the guy, it's like a Christmassy thing, and they show him what his life would be like if he never existed. Oh, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's kind of like that. A Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of like that, though, where it's like if Styles never existed, Maybe his mom wouldn't have died. I mean, I don't know. That's mm. I just I but think it, it is it is weird because we we have spent all these past seasons of knowing the Stalinsky family as being Sheriff Stalinsky and Styles Stalinsky, and we knew that the mom was Claudia and she was dead, and now Styles doesn't exist. And like I think this kind of really like takes it home that like Styles is no longer here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is not a person on this show. Yeah. And and obviously there's a void missing in everyone's lives at this point, and, yeah. and we're seeing that. We're definitely seeing that, and I guess it's starting with Lydia when she is in her bedroom and she's you know her mom runs in and she's like I I heard a train and her mom says you know you're having a nightmare and Lydia was like but I wasn't asleep and Ooh, then that, I got, got that me. scene was fantastic. <laughs> Ooh, the look, when like when the she walks away gave. and then she goes but I. I wasn't ever sleeping. Oh, my God. It was Ooh. so great. And then when she's in the classroom and she sees that doctor sitting <laughs> next to her. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I can't help but laugh. Like, that type of stuff. Like, then this is where you'll see my humor on Twitter just because, like, I find things like this so hilarious. But, like, who is this random woman in this classroom? <laughs> I mean, Lydia's visions are so out there and crazy. Obviously, they help her, like, along the way. But just what... Like, what is she doing? Why I, and here? no one else can see her. <laughs> and no one else can see her. And she opens her mouth and you just hear the sound of a train. That was my favorite thing. Like, that actually made me laugh. Because it's like, what do, What significance does she have? And what significance does the train noise have? Yeah, so now these are the things that we know about. Because I guess Lydia is also going to be helping us in figuring this out because she always is. So yeah. it's like, we know trains. We know trains. 
we pretty much know trains. We know so. trains. We know trains that we know Corey can see them when he's invis- invisible. Oh, yeah. Ghost Riders. Yeah. So, are trains. We, are we on a train ride to Finding Styles? Oh, oh God. <laughs> All right. I tried. I tried. <laughs> um, and just in general with the train thing, that is making Lydia really want to get to the bottom of this because she knows that something is missing. So, I love yeah. that scene where she's remembering that night with Styles in the Jeep. And but you it, can hear him. And you can hear him and you can see her. But she's really just like running around Beacon Hills and almost gets hit by a car. But she's really trying to remember. She's just not sure who or what she's remembering. And also Scott is trying to remember what's going on. And he is breaking into Styles' locker but doesn't know that it's Styles' locker. And yeah. he's waking up in the middle of the woods, which takes you back to episode one of the entire series. Yeah. So great that they did that. Such so a great awesome. throwback. So awesome. He's stepping on tacks in the morning and finding pictures where it looks like someone is missing. You know, there is something strange going on, and we clearly are trying to find out what it is. Yeah, and I I love when they go through that pilot episode and they show, you know, him looking for the dead body back, you know, when he was with Styles, but for now, Styles isn't there, and Styles was never there. So why was Sheriff Stalinsky looking for Scott? And I love that they say, you know, oh, maybe he heard you, you know, breathing. And Scott was like, I had asthma, like I wasn't a werewolf, like... I don't know yeah, how he, was like, he that would was, have known. He was like, that was the night I got bit. And like, I don't know how I would have known that there was a dead body because I don't have access to a police scanner. Right. And like, my mom wasn't home that night. And then he was like, I don't think I was here al- alone. And no. when he says, this sounds crazy, but I think I had a best friend. Oh, oh. that killed me. That line was fantastic. But I feel like this episode was just full of really powerful lines and that killed me because me it was too. like Scott and Styles are iconic and here he is he doesn't if i had to pick a favorite like relationship in the series it's Styles and Scott and yeah. their friendship and how like no matter what they always stay such like true friends throughout all of the ups and downs and all the crazy things that they have to go through um and that really killed me That is the moment that Malia and Lydia, who are also standing with him in the woods, they all come to that conclusion that they're all missing someone and they're probably all missing the same person. And another line that I loved was that Lydia says, like, whoever it is, I think I loved him. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never heard Lydia admit that she loves Styles. Styles has admitted he loves Lydia. Like two episodes. No, not two episodes. This last episode. Yeah, she's she's saying it, not knowing that it's Styles, and maybe that's why she's okay with saying it out loud yeah because i think she's always like had to fight back when it comes to styles because it's always been like a oh yeah he's cute he's just like always there but this is her moment to be like i loved whoever it was but i don't know who they are and so you know now they're all like okay we're missing this person we got to figure out who the heck it is so of course they go to the number one man uh Dr. Deaton. Dr. Deaton, <laughs> who knows everything there is to know about the supernatural. So I'm not quite sure what he did to Lydia, but she just she starts furiously writing and writing and writing. Chris, how do you Mischief. feel about this scene? Yeah, did you like this scene? I mean, I feel like... Because I feel like this is another scene you'd be like, what is going <laughs> on? <laughs> well, you know, I think... 
I think like Dr. Deaton's like that glass piece that really influenced her to write out mischief over and over was again. Was that the glass piece from the car? I was thinking oh, that. Oh yeah. Because it's tinted green, just like the glass that they sh- and they were thinking that it shot th- from the bullet that he had. Yeah, that yeah. Styles kept holding on it to. It has to be. Which mm-hmm. is weird that that didn't disappear. Yeah, that is very true. Because everything from that family disappeared and then Styles had it and then everything from him disappeared. Yeah. And I think like the library card being left behind. Yeah, there there are these the ghost riders ain't that, that good. <laughs> they keep leaving these little things behind. Although to be fair, the library card they couldn't see in plain sight. Only That's Corey true. could see that That's when true. he had his chameleon vision on. So maybe it's like a parallel universe of like Corey can see everything. That like maybe they're all still. I don't. I don't know. This is. But now, now we're getting closer to figuring out what's going on. Now that Lydia does come out mm-hmm. of that weird trance, and you know Malia says, "What does mischief mean?" And Scott's like, "Well, that's not what she wrote." Because if you look at yeah. the bigger look picture, the bigger picture, she wrote the styles. word mischief over and over in the shape of the word style. And then we get another great line, the final line of the episode, when she says, "What the hell is a style?" <laughs> oh, which is a throwback, throwback to season one again when, when Styles yeah. goes to visit Lydia, and she's like, "Well, what the hell is a Styles?" Because that back then. You know, and her mom was like, we have st- Styles here to see you. <laughs> what the hell is a Styles? But back then, they didn't know each other. And now yeah. here they are. You know, they've come so far. But we're back at square one where she doesn't know who he is. But I guess we're getting somewhere because the fact that she wrote Styles alone is she's she's catching on to something. So right. now, now we've all got a starting place. We know we're missing someone. We know it's someone named Styles, and we know he was pretty important to all of these characters. Yeah. So now they just have to find him. They gotta find I'm him. I'm so upset. Yeah, Styles me too. has to come back. They have to figure it out. They have or to. Or I'm gonna transport myself to Beacon Hills, and I'm gonna find him. Girl, that's dangerous. Peace out. You know you would love to go. To, you would be there before me. I'd get to Beacon Hills, and you'd be like, "Oh, I've been I've been here for four days waiting." All we right. all know that. You might be right. You might be right. I know I'm right. <laughs> and Chris would also be there, sitting in the corner, like, "What's up? I'd I've been be living so here." Chill. Chris That's would definitely be so chill about it. You'd be best friends with Malia. I could feel it in my bones. That's my girl. <laughs> Done. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So thank you to Chris Hill for joining us this week. Thank you guys for having me. This is a Wolfpack Girls world, and I'm just living in it. (laughs) Shout out to all of the super fans out there on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram. Oh yeah, where can they where can they talk to you? Um, my at handle is at chrisrules underscore. That's where you can find me. Or on at MTV Teen Wolf, all the time. Thank you to everybody who has listened to this. Team Wolf Podcast. Make sure you rate this podcast on iTunes, share it with your friends, and of course, tell us what you think. If you want to leave a message with your reactions to episode two or what you think will happen next, give us a call at 929-269-6531. And as always, you can tweet us. I am at Mandabear, M-A-N-D-A-A-A-B-E-A-R-R. And I'm at Katie, K-A-I-T-I-I-I.
This episode of Team Wolf was produced by Michael Law, Kasia Mihailovich, Michael Catano, Mukta Mohan, and James T. Green for the MTV Podcast Network. You can subscribe to this and all our other shows at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.